You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 336, for the week of Wednesday, the 21st of November, 2018. This episode is brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and actionfigureblues.com. I'm Ben. And I'm Scott. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Marvel Gallery Rogue Savage Land PVC figure, the Tweeterhead Superpowers Supergirl maquette, and for our discussion topic, we break down the DC Collectibles DC Essentials Wave 2. Well, greetings, Mr. Scotty. You're running a duo tonight. How are you? I am I am doing well. I am uh, happy to be uh, gathering with anyone, even if it's a duo. We'll, we'll <laughs> be hearing from Eddie later on in the show with a previously recorded segment. Um, yes. But it's just you and me holding down the welcome and farewell fort. Um, That's right. So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have been busy. Uh, well, actually, I must admit, last week was a bit of a week of mourning for me as a, a long-time Marvel fan, um, as uh, as many others did as well, Yeah. with um, the passing of Stan Lee. And, uh, yes, I guess, you know, he was that fun figurehead that, um, that reminded us that, you know, comics are fun. Basically, yeah. so uh, a sad well, day, and they're, well, they're, they're fun, but also that they're you know I, I was really reflecting on it because um you know as we've discussed over the years I kind of have mixed feelings about his legacy I guess um but definitely in terms of bringing that the the kind of humanness and three dimensional uh, aspects to characters that made comics I think something that we like our generation could identify with and want to keep following. Um, yeah, I, I think you know he played a really significant part in that, and in seeing the 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 ways in which the stories could really reflect where humanity was and try to help humanity be better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me. Uh, I've been reading comics now nonstop for, you know, more than three decades. And, uh, you know, Mrs. Shake was, um, oh, gosh, you know, that's sad. You know, sorry to hear that kind of thing. And I said, well, you know, the, this man and, you know, a small group uh, of, of other individuals, uh, you know, people like uh, obviously Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and and a few others um, are, are pretty much responsible for sort of eighty percent of what I now enjoy as an adult. Um, you know that that world that was created by half a dozen individuals and yeah, he's that that kind of last legacy. And I think uh, I think we should be uh, forming a protective circle around uh, John Romita Senior uh, immediately. <laughs> So <laughs> yes, but I uh, guess you know a bit of a bit of a somber thing. But you know, certainly ninety five is a is a good innings. But I guess one of the last um, links we had, you know, to uh, the golden age of comics. Oops. Well, it, yeah. it, it's funny, isn't it? Because like you know, you kind of say that like you know, ninety five, etc. But when it's still like not something that we were, I felt like I was ready for. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes when people at that age pass away, you're like, "Wow, you know, what a great life," or whatever. But it was still was kind of like a a shock. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but we kind of, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, so besides uh, that, well, what has been happening in your, in your world? Uh, not a lot, actually. It's been quiet, I think, getting towards uh, the end of the year, starting to gear up, getting into the Christmas spirit and that sort of thing. Uh, here in Australia, we don't do Thanksgiving, so... Once uh, once Halloween's over, it's it's all guns blazing. But then again, I, I think the Christmas decorations have been out since September, so <laughs> starting to get uh, yeah, get yeah. well and truly. Yes. What about yourself? What's happening, Mister Scotty Land? Well, Thanksgiving is the one kind of American tradition that we have tried to keep up. Obviously, what we're um, celebrating is general thankfulness, not. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the kind of nationalist element of it. Um, you know, we don't always, we obviously don't always, um, we don't celebrate on the day because it's not a public holiday. It's, you know, always a Thursday. So, but we did have it this weekend and it was a combined Thanksgiving slash gathering to celebrate my eldest graduating from high school. So lovely. I know, which, um, Still, just kind of seems like a crazy blur. So, she's officially. Sorry, can we can we go back a little bit? Um, wasn't this the the, the little girl that was hiding under the table when you know I yeah, once yeah, came over? Yeah, terrified <laughs> of you. Yeah, um, I know. When at the graduation, I was like, "Don't you know she's only a baby?" Like, um, but you know, she's so ready. Like, I'm. It's so. I think this this last year has been. Uh, you know, she's worked really hard and I think she's, you know, will be really happy with how she's done, but she's also kind of seen the next just kind of stage of life dangling out there and she's just been really ready for it. Yeah, um, excellent. And so I'm, I'm really happy for her that it's starting now and she's going to go, you know, away on a little trip with a friend for a couple of weeks, which will be great. Just kind of totally crash and um, mm, relax mm. and, uh, then um, come back and get ready for Christmas. So that's good. And I've had kind of – I've got quite a nice little stretch um, at home at the moment, which is great. Um, so I have – don't think I've got any travel kind of booked in the next couple of weeks, which is awesome. So there was a our work Christmas thing, which happens in Sydney. I'm not going to because um, it's the same night as her like graduation dinner – Valedictory dinner, so that saved me a trip. So I mean, I'm, yeah, it's actually a great celebration because it's like a Sydney Harbour cruise, whatever. But I did, I did check in and say so. I'm assuming that this is kind of one of those milestone events that missing it would be a giant parenting <laughs> And she just said yes, yes. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, it only happens once in your life, so I think that's a you know like <laughs> reasonable reason not to go. Um, and um, but it is a um, yeah. So, cool. what about on the um, acquiring things front? What have you been acquisitioning? Hmm. Yeah, I have to be careful here not to sort of cross over because there's things I've acquired for myself, and then there's the uh, my family has found it easier if I acquire things and then they, you know, exchange currency with me and give it to me for Christmas. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's just it's just in everybody's best interests, I think. So, um, yeah, a few things have arrived for uh, Santa Claus to disperse later, and I haven't opened those or even had a look at them because even though you know there's no surprise there, I don't want to be too um, familiar with the detail. But I did have a win uh, 
I think the last red carded we did was me complaining. I know, I know. Hold the, you know, hold the phone. Um, uh, uh, uh. It was my complaint about Gentle Giant and the oh. uh, the lack. Well, there was the lack of credit to Scotty Young for the series of statues that were just called Marvel Animated or something, and it was clearly using Scotty Young's artwork. Uh, but they had made the decision to bring out the same pieces in a uh, like a very cheap PVC line, and I was quite annoyed that they had done that. And I don't know whether that had anything to do with it, but Big Bad Toy Store actually had a bit of a sale going, and many of those Gentle Giant um, animated pieces were discounted by 55%. So, Ooh, like the, PV, the PVC ones, or the no, no, the actual uh, the actual little mini statues, oh, the por- okay, cool. porcelain ones, I guess you'd call it. So I don't quite know what's going on there, unless they're just simply not selling, which is you know the most logical yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, conclusion we could come to. But um, most of them were there, and uh, while I, I don't know that I'd be in a position a financially or, or b not all of the designs grab me, um, I did pick a couple up. So uh, I have in transit the the Punisher. Um, I picked up Thor, who I think is just a, a great companion piece for Captain America that I reviewed some time ago. But mm-hmm. um, the one I really wanted more than any of the others was the uh, Spider-Man Mary Jane one, which I just think is very, very sweet. It's um, quite a, a nice-looking piece. So... So, yes, managed to get those, so quite pleased. Oh, and I also picked up a, a, a one of my eBay saved searches that I generally forget about. <laughs> um, I had a bit of a look for some Palisades Muppets, and I was lucky enough to pick up um, the Pigs in Space crew, which uh, oh, I was quite nice. pleased with. Yes, so a couple of missing accessories. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Look, I know uh, Engineer Nerd is a, a huge fan of this line, and, and he's always said how, you know, the the extras, the accessories mm. make the line. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I have actually managed to pick up quite a few of these really quite cheap just because some accessories are missing and they're loose. So um, Link Hogthrob doesn't have his uh, his pistol. Um, but you know he's such a cool looking figure. I can uh, I can do without that. Yeah, you, you can deal. How much I paid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what about yourself? Have the has the the loot fairies been good? Um, okay, what's been happening? So I, I've got I have quite a bit of Marvel Legends sitting waiting to be opened. The yes. got the Apocalypse Wave, the uh, Sauron Wave. Uh, I'm not getting all of the spider, whatever that thing is, wave. Cause don't blame me. Well, there was just too many figures in there that I was like, yeah, I don't need that. So I've got the four of those that I think I want. Um, and I mean, the Venom wave I opened a long time ago. Um, so that's just been sitting there. Um, I've been, I, I had, uh, we're reviewing in this episode, the second wave of DC Essentials, which is Aquaman, Black Manta, Superman, and Brainiac. And the first wave, I have had on pre-order, like fully paid pre-order for with a local e-tailer for, um, you know, quite a while. Mm, and mm. they've been out for quite a while. Yes. I could have, you know, I could have bought them all 
several times. Um, I did pick up the Batman just because I was like, well, I want to make sure I don't miss out on him and etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I have you know kind of checked in every couple of weeks. Hi, what's happening? Uh, we have some, but not the rest. Well, they'll be here this week. <laughs> some blah, familiar blah. speech. <laughs> when you can finally get an answer. And then uh, Monday I messaged and said, hi, look, you know, I'm if, you, if you're not going to be able to supply these like in the next week or so, could I just have a refund? Because this is kind of getting silly. And uh, no, no communication back. And then just before the show, I got a refund. Right. So I'm like, huh, okay, fine. So, you know, that, that ends my patronage of that particular <laughs> mm, retailer. Mm. It's a bit, um, of a, a bit of a repeat. Uh, yeah. It's like we've been yes. down this, this path before. It's just like we have. And look, I think that it is, it's one thing to say that you're going to do this stuff. And I think it's best of intentions, but then the, you know, execution is important and yeah a lot of it's really just around communication you know like you can wait patiently for things when when you have good communication and i understand that when you're relying mm. on suppliers etc that you know you don't always know what's happening but yep. then yeah anyway that's fine um it's a it's just it's frustrating because particularly with uh the exchange rate at the moment the you know overseas purchasing for this sort of stuff is no. um not very attractive no. and then and then likewise the you know the like I'm quite happy to pick this stuff up at my local comic shop um but those prices are not amazing either either because they're dealing with the same exchange rate right so yeah it's someone- also very hit and miss as to which waves they get in well, that's right. I mean, like with the DC collectibles stuff, you can, you know, that they, they can get all of that through mm-hmm. um, Diamond. So that's if you, but like I, I think I've gotten so out of the habit of, uh, I don't want to pre order that stuff, particularly if I don't have to, just because the quality is so, well, you know, I, I, I'm gun shy, right? From, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I think I'm just going to have to, you know, because it, like, it's a, it's not a savings if, then three months after they've come out, you still don't have them and then end up having to kind of get them somewhere else. So that's right. Yeah. That's a bit irritating. Um, but I did get um, a shipment from Pop Culture um, uh, who of statues. Um, the, nice. And the Supergirl that I'm going to be reviewing tonight. And then I also got the uh, Joker's Daughter bombshell. Oh, yes, um, yes. Which is amazing. Cool. Uh, I'm behind though. I still because my my Jessica Cruz Green Lantern bombshell because I had the breakage tr- double breakage issue. Um, mm, yeah. I still actually haven't. I'm just going to repair the second one that has a, a tiny break, and I still haven't done it. And so I'm behind on my bombshell reviews. But I will come back and um, you know do. I'll try and do Joker's daughter in a timely fashion because she's super fun and. Mm, Oh, do you know what I bought? No. So this is so crazy. So is <laughs> that my? Oh, is that my local? You know that I love Ursula, right? Yes. 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 So I'm at my local Zing, and they've got these D- Disney princess action figures, and I'm like, oh, cute. And then there's a box set that's got Ariel. Don't care. <laughs> Eric definitely don't care. And then like a fully articulated Ursula. 
Oh, really? Oh, yes. yes, yes. I saw them the other day, but I didn't see her. Yeah, so it's a, it's, so, uh, it's a shame that she's in this three-pack because, you know, I really I'll, – I'll, I don't know. I'll give the other – um. I'll give the other ones to like the Crash at Church, right? They can, um, the kids yeah. can play with them because they're cute. But I mean, I definitely don't need it. But I mean, it's not when I say fully articulated, I mean, like her arms move, but still, it's like you know, Ursula Merch is not um, mm-hmm. the sort of thing that you pass up, right? If if you That's like right. that, you got you got to grab it. So I was like, oh, will I? Won't I? Oh, okay, blah blah blah. So I haven't opened it yet, but um, I've got her, and I'll, I'll at least put some photos up on Facebook if not review her so and awesome. that's just, yeah but I, i'm like i'm a grown man buying an aerial in friends box <laughs> um well you know it's no different to a, a grown man who wears his underwear on the outside <laughs> yeah, that's right and that's that's just us that's not even the toys we buy that's exactly yeah um oh so another thing that is sitting around waiting for eddie is the uh, again things i said i wasn't going to buy <laughs> um, the DC Collectibles uh, Doomsday Clock Essentials figures. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I, I managed to ignore the first set, the Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias. I'm like, mm, okay. And then then when I saw the Rorschach uh, mm, and mm. the Mime one, that Rorschach is just beautiful. Yeah. He's just beautiful. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 and my, my – um, I, my lovely friends, um, Kirsty and Ethan from Secret Headquarters here in Melbourne, who are my new local drug dealers. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> people, um, you know, like the, it, they're so lovely to go in and drop in and, you know, have a chat that then, then you end up like, oh, okay, I guess I'll buy that. Right. So mm-hmm. it's good, but I enjoy it. It reminds me, like, you know, that I've always enjoyed the kind of smaller uh, shops where, Everybody knows who you are, and you can go yeah. in and just have a chat and and that sort of thing. And um, you know, like good old D's comics back in the the day when we were in Canberra, and um, always, yep. you know, go in and have a chat to D. And um, uh, which it's, it's still called D's comics, even though she sold it, it is. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brendan's yeah. taken over yeah. one of the staff. Yeah. Yep. bought it yep. when she retired. Mm. He didn't change it to Brendan's comics. No, no, he's uh, he's kept the connection. With the, yeah, uh, I like it. The legacy, yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, because it, you know, this it's got a brand recognition, right? Like it's a, that's uh, it. Yeah, I think that's cool. Is that still your local? It is indeed. Yes, okay. yes, because uh, it's as, just up as, the road from uh, my well, work. But I mean, also, yeah. Why, yeah. why am I asking? Did you change your routine, Ben? Like what? <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> I know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> All good. So, yeah, so we've got a bunch to talk about. Um, Eddie and we I do. recorded the DC Essentials um, uh, call, the uh, review, hello, a little while ago, and it didn't make it into uh, a show on its own because of the great lost recording mishap um, <laughs> of 2018. That I still don't understand, you know, but the computer ate my homework. So, and then of course, you know, we always like talking. So we're going to talk before and after, and you're going to talk first. Huzzah. I shall indeed. Let's do it. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash AFBlues. 
A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. We all have favorite characters. One of mine is Ben. <laughs> and one of Ben's is the character whose most recent collectible he's going to review tonight. And I've just had a look at it, and I can't imagine why he likes this. I'm <laughs> sure it's nothing to do with the lack of clothing. Anyway, over to you, Ben. You might actually be surprised. That's not the uh, the, the main reason. <laughs> actually, one of <laughs> the main reasons I purchased this is uh, not, not as bad as Ursula, but... Um, you know, the collectibles, meh, she does okay, but she's certainly no Harley in terms of the amount of merchandise yeah. that's out there. But, um, yes, I am going to be talking about the Rogue Savage Land figure. This is a PVC figure uh, from Diamond. Now, I was about to say Diamond Select, but no, no, it's not Diamond Select oh. and it's not Diamond Comics. So I guess when we're not talking about anything specific, it's just Diamond or maybe Diamond Marble Gallery or something like that. Uh, but this is uh, the new release in... Uh, Diamond's series of kind of PVC statues. So mm-hmm. um, they they toned down the scale a little bit to oh, probably about a, an eight-inch scale, I would say. Um, what's that? One-ninth, eight, nine, eight to 72, yeah, about one-ninth scale. Um, and made of PVC, they make that very, very clear. And this was a 2018 uh, purchase and release. Uh, this one, I... Don't remember. I, I think I saw uh, it was on a news site rather than sort of a solicitation from any of the big e-tails or, or anything like that. And I had a look around and couldn't find it listed anywhere uh, hmm. until I checked Big Bad Toy Store, and they had a pre-order for it. And I thought, well, you know, I don't want to take my chances and, and miss out because I know, um, for example, um, there's a certain rogue. Uh, mini statue from a certain company that goes for obscene amounts of money now um, that I still don't own and uh, I didn't want to miss out so I pre-ordered this one and then promptly forgot about said pre-order until you know how uh, Big Bad do that hey your item's about to you know arrive into our warehouse in the next week or so and it's like oh oh I'd forgotten all about that Uh, because I think I I pre-ordered this about three or four months ago so, anyway, so this, uh, as I said, is Rogue. Rogue is uh, my favourite female. Um, I know most people are very familiar and keen on the Jim Lee look. Uh, believe it or not, that's not my favourite look uh, of Rogue's. What? So, no, I, 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 no I don't I'm, mind. I'm you. I don't mind yeah. the Jim Lee look, um, but it's certainly not my favourite. I prefer sort of the black and green outback era, sort of the Mark Silvestri kind of era. Um, I got right into X-Men like big time where even though I was buying other comic books, X-Men was kind of my bread and butter and I was picking up anything I could find Mm. um, circa that kind of 180 to 220 uh, period of uncanny X-Men. And, um, you know, for a lot of that, Storm was depowered. So um, despite 
you know, Kitty being there as the the resident sort of sidekick that left Rogue to be the, I guess, the front and centre female. And uh, yeah. I just found what Claremont was doing at the time um, awesome stuff. And I thought, you know, she was this powerful chick who was uh, stepping up with the, the boys and, and well and truly um, handling herself. And I've just followed her adventures ever since. And speaking of adventures, uh, this one is clearly based on that period of Uncanny X-Men where poor old Rogue uh, had been through the Siege Perilous and uh, ended up in the Savage Land uh, and had to spend her time largely depowered and getting around in a, well, a bikini that was made from the uh, the remnants of her costume. So that uh, is our uh, inspiration for this particular piece. And uh, she, so she stands about nine and a half inches or 24 and a half centimetres to the top of her head. Um, the spear, depending on how you pose it i guess um adds a little bit more height so uh she's fairly compact in terms of the uh, statue wise now you're looking at about us 45 dollars. i've seen up to 39.95 but a couple of places um so have a bit of a, a hunt around now the packaging oh you know i don't know what else i can say here like, <laughs> i just i this is there's times where i actually well, I, I love and adore any of our listeners who have hung in there for years uh, listening to me, you know, drone on about this stuff. But they've probably heard me complain about Diamond's packaging again and again, and nothing's changed here. Uh, she comes in a gigantic box that is probably twice as big as it needs to be. Uh, I think the excuse they use is the way they package Rogue holding the spear. So she is holding the spear on a, oh, I don't know, let's just say 45-degree angle. Uh, and because it sort of points up and away from her, they've got to accommodate that in the packaging, which I think is, you know, a, a furphy. So you've got this gigantic oversized box where you look through the window, uh, you know, in the front and, you know, there's Rogue kind of in there somewhere. Um, and I, the only thing I can think of, knowing how Diamond have been in the game for so many years, that it's it's purely a ploy to take up space on the shelf and and draw attention to their product. Like if you know they're there, you can't miss them. They're not hidden. Um, that 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 has to be what it is because they do this with so many of their lines, and and I just find it infuriating. It's um. You know, for those of us who do keep the boxes, you know, should we ever you know, move house or decide to uh, move on and, and stop collecting a line and, and on sell these products? It's great to have the box. Well, you know, this is a giant box that I have to store. Um, and at that, it's not particularly exciting. I, I do like how they've actually used some of the, the classic types. So the X-Men mm. is that sort of classic logo they used right through the 80s, etc. Uh, the Rogue, which is huge and takes up half sort of the front of the box, uh, is the, the logo that they used on her miniseries some time back. So there's some great sort of familiarity there in the way those logos pop out at you. But um, other than that, it's, it's largely a green box with uh, a very large window uh, and an awful lot of plastic tray uh, inside. So um, collector-friendly, which is nice. Um, you know, I'll give them that much. But, um, yeah, not much else to really sort of talk about. I wonder, because it's interesting, the um, DC Core PVC line, which um, has had a few releases now, they've actually got 
it's quite similar. The boxes are huge for mm, the mm. amount of space it takes up, and and often it's like if you think about um, the Kotobukiya Marvel yep. artifact stuff, you know that's a model kit, and I'm pretty sure that's a licensing issue. Yeah, but yeah. still, like it means you know they could definitely make this much smaller packaging if they absolutely. To, but but like you said, I wonder if it is about just like the visibility of the product. Um, but even, yeah. with, even with Rogue as an example, I'm, I'm sorry, the question I was actually thinking was, would making the sword be removable as an example make it more expensive to make? Interestingly, uh, the first thing I found when I took her out of the, the sort of split plastic trays is that the spear is loose. What? Uh, you can actually choose how far you want it to extend out of her top hand. So, as I said, she's holding it kind of across her body in a 45-degree angle, uh, and it, it slides loosely. And I had a look to see if perhaps it was attached and had actually come loose, like unglued or, or something like that. Uh, and no, no, it's it's up to you how you want to pose it. So they could have actually pulled the spear out altogether and placed it separately in the packaging, but they've chosen not oh, to. Oh, that's so. irritating. Yeah, so anyway, they're obviously not in any hurry to change uh, the way they do this. So, um, but yes, collector-friendly, you can pop her back into that split tray and pop her back into the box without a problem. Um, Moving on, in terms of sculpt, uh, I'm actually really pleased. Uh, I think you have to set your expectations a little bit lower, you know, when... Uh, Scotty, you and I dip our toes regularly into the premium format lines, you know, the high-end quarter scale, and so it can kind of set. I feel like we've uh, got more than a toe in there. Let's be yes. <laughs> it's yeah, at least okay. a limb. A couple, right. couple of yeah. legs and, yeah. 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 And, and, and I so might you, be drowning. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, you do sort of have those yeah. those kind of expectations. You, you want that detail. You want those paint apps um, and, yeah. a, you know, 40 to $45 uh, and made out of PVC. You, you have to be prepared. But um, I was pleasantly surprised. And I think in hand it's as good as the promo pictures, nice. uh, the, soli- the solicitation images, or, or if not better, I, I think it just – uh, it pops quite well. In fact, the ones on Diamond's site are, you know, so-so. Uh, it's sculpted by Alejandro Pereira, who um, I th- knew I had heard that name, but a quick search shows that he has done several uh, pieces for XM, uh, including their Venom and Weapon X, and he also did the Batman vs. Harley Quinn for DC Collectibles. Huh. Um, that's the recent issue one. So he gets around. Um, seems to be doing a bit of work for everyone. Um, look, I I really like the sculpt. Now, obviously, um, you know, it's pretty easy when you've got an attractive woman dressed uh, in, you know, negligible clothing or basically a bikini made of rags. Um, you, you could easily turn this into a, a piece that is sexually stylized. Um, but I think when she looks the way she does, you don't have to sell that uh, any more um, than what's already there. So they've actually gone for quite a relaxed pose, which I really, really like. So uh, Rogue's basically just standing there, like she's not leaping into action, but in standing there she hasn't got that that typical comic sexy pose that looks like, you know, she's about to throw a hip out and standing on her tippy toes um, in order to accentuate, you know, legs or anything like that. Um, So... You could almost say it was a bit of a a sideshow pose because she's got one knee up, um, but uh, her foot's resting on a rock. 
behind mm. her. So it's quite a relaxed pose, which is actually quite nice. Um, and I, I think for the price point, there's actually some pretty nifty kind of detail. I mean, there's obviously, you know, once you do Rogue and in particular hair, because in this particular um, phase of her uh, her appearances, she had a lot of hair. Uh, Jim Lee seemed to think that, you know, she needed three times as much hair as any human possibly could. Um, and, and that's obviously been sculpted and there's a lot of detail there. But uh, there's some nice touches to things like the necklace around her neck, the way it's made um, made up of sort of individual teeth, etc. And the way, for example, she's holding this, um, you know, very uh, primitive-looking spear, which is obviously, you know, effectively a stick with a, a sharpened stone on the end, um, and there's some nice detail in the way uh, the, the sculpt shows, you know, the, the thin sort of vines or ropes um, tying that on to the stick, which is actually pretty good. You could have um, skimmed out there. She's got a knife uh, in a scabbard on her left hip, and there's some nice detail there, particularly in the scabbard. So where it has called for a couple of little details, uh, they haven't actually missed anything. Uh, and I think, too, the way her costume has done um, – the the sort of the ragged edges i guess to the material on both her sort of you know her pants her bikini brief and her and her top um uh, are nicely done um i was laughing at a show the other day where someone was wearing ripped clothes and uh, the clothes had these really kind of uniform rips all the way along and then didn't actually look like they they you know ripped because of wear and tear over time uh, it looked like someone something that the costume designer had done in a hurry and um, you know, it's nice that they haven't actually, uh, um, yeah, sort of skipped out on that detail at this particular mm. sort of price point. Um, the base is actually quite simple uh, and it's attached, so there's no uh, need to sort of set up uh, and worry about foot pegs, so hooray. Uh, and nothing terribly exciting going on here. It's a rock with a, a plant on it. Um, oddly enough, the plant is around the back of the figure, so depending on how you display her, um, the plant is a little hard to see uh, unless you sort of rotate her a little bit um, to the left. And, you know, the, the good thing about this piece and the way it's sculpted is she does look good from any angles. So um, that's actually really, really cool. Uh, there's a few little sort of pieces like the bandana, um, the sort of the tassels hanging down uh, look quite good and, and sort of hang freely. They're not actually attached to anything. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's about it. I really don't have uh, a lot of complaints about the sculpt. Um, what I do have some complaints about is, as I said, this is a PVC figure, which means it's made of plastic. And as such, I'd say it's probably injection molded or something like that. Um, so Rogue herself is pretty solid and i'm inclined to say that she is a solid piece and the base is actually hollow but she actually has seams running down her sides uh, so however they've kind of brought the two sides of the mold together and then injected the stuff into it um, you can see this seam that runs down and it's the most obvious the way it runs down the side of her thighs um, one on her left side uh, along her rib cage, you can kind of see where the seam is. And obviously before you, you paint something like this and, you know, anyone who assembles model kits can probably, you know, attest to this, 
you you generally hit this sort of stuff with a file and then you go over it with some really, really fine sandpaper, like some wet and dry paper, and you can pretty much remove that seam completely if you've got the time and the patience. Uh, and obviously, whoever assembles these pieces probably in China uh, doesn't have the time and the patience. And so the seam is actually quite visible um, depending on, you know, how you're actually looking at her. Uh, it's not something you can hide with paint. Uh, you just paint straight over the top and if you're not careful, you can actually draw attention to it. So um, I can see the seam on both sides, which I think is quite unfortunate. Um, but the way I've got her positioned uh, in my little rogue display, it's uh, slowly growing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's that's right. It's it's not that evident, but uh, it's still a bit of a pet peeve that it could have been cleaned up a bit more. Um, but the one, speaking of assembly, the one that is really sticking in my craw, as it were, is I mentioned that the base is hollow. And when you tip this piece up and you, you look inside the base, it just looks like um, a really cheap plastic toy. And it's, it's never more evident that this is actually made of PVC, which is a fancy way of saying plastic. Uh, and that, that cheap feel, you can really see it's just this brown, dull plastic. I'd, I'd say it's whatever colour um, is the cheapest to produce is the one they've gone for and then painted over the top of it. So it looks cheap and nasty. And that's even more obvious because she doesn't sit flat. You, you sit on a uh, – I've got her on a shelf and I can gently rock her from side to side because that that kind of, you know, injection moulded base um, doesn't sit flat. Uh, it wobbles a, a little bit. Now, sure, I could probably go and sit it in some warm water and I'd have to take the whole statue because I can't separate her. Um, I could sit her in some warm water and, and then kind of sit her on a flat surface and hope that it kind of – you know, evens out a bit, um, but then, you know, it comes down to the old, well, why should I have to um, sort of thing. So uh, I don't, I don't, it's certainly, it's not enough, you know, that she would fall over if you, if you rocked it, but she is quite top heavy because um, as I said, Rogue herself is solid and she's got that massive head of hair. Um, so yeah, that's eh, a bit, bit disappointing, uh, I think. So mm. Yeah, look, now the paint um, the paint is pretty good. Uh, I actually think the skin tone is well done. Um, skin tone is something that can be uh, done badly, uh, and they've done really well. And, and obviously the, what you're really, really hoping for here, you know, regardless of everything else, is the face. You want those eyes done well. You, you want the lipstick even, you know, don't know why she's wearing lipstick in the Savage Land, but anyway. Um, <laughs> You, you obviously want that applied well, and that's that's all happening here. It's uh, it's all spot on. The eyebrows are even, um, and it looks good. Uh, probably my only complaint here in the paint is uh, a little enthusiastic on the dry brushing. Um, I'd say when they've actually decided on the paint apps, they've um, selected the uh, let's do the one color for everything and then just dry brush over the top. So uh, the spear, for example, has sort of really excessive dry brushing on the ropes and the, um, the, the sort of stone 
um, spear tip. Um, the rock base is painted that one colour and then it's dry brushed, you know, with a brown, the greens, particularly the plant. Again, you paint it one green and then dry brush it with a lighter green. It's that sort of standard approach. And some in some areas, it just feels a little bit excessive. Um, Rogue's outfit is the least affected. It's actually fairly well done. Uh, they haven't actually used a, a lot of uh, highlighting. It's hard to highlight yellow at the best of times, but... Um, They've, uh, they've sort of stayed their hand a little bit with the green as well. Um, hair's not too bad at all. Um, the grey is actually, the, well, the, the skunk stripes, as they're referred to, are, are done pretty well. Um, in terms of articulation, we're talking zero. Uh, as I said, the spear is loose and you can actually get some posability out of that depending, um, you know, it's not particularly exciting to slide the spear up or down, um, but that's, uh, that's about it. Um, no other accessories. Um, and all up, look, I, I think it's it's a nice addition to uh, the Rogue Shrine. Uh, I think for the price point, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. I mean, it's really uh, not that much more than, than, say, two Marvel Legends these days. And uh, obviously, we're looking down the barrel of the Marvel Select Rogue coming as well. So it's nice to see her getting some attention. So, look, I think... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice piece, but there's just a couple of things there that that niggle me. So I'm I'm going to take a few points off here, and I think give her seven and a half dollars out of ten. Ooh, okay. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> you know, that, I mean, that, I think that's fair. I think I I really like these lines because they are price friendly. They are in the in the US. These are under fifty bucks, right? So the and the same as the DC core line, having a, quite a number of these you know, gallery pieces, and then seeing the the DC core lines, which is the same price point. I got to say, the DC mm. core stuff blows this out of the water mm. in terms of you know just detail uh, quality, and uh, so I know it's a you get what you pay for, but. I, I think that there's been enough done in this space to not have visible lines, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That just kind of seems like a bit of a no-brainer, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. I, I would have to call your review fair. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, we will take a break, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to review something, and then you can decide whether I'm fair or not. Huzzah! Yay! Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack? The Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite? Will the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle? Activate RAM! New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin, fish bait for Luther. Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. Well, it's not often that a new line can just grab us and suck us in, but this uh, this next item is from a line that seems to be going great guns. And, Mr. Scotty, you've got the latest edition. Well, the Superpowers uh, DC statue line from Tweeterhead is uh, looking like a universe builder's dream, and uh, I'm always up for building a universe. So the um, and I'll, I've reviewed already the first statue in this line, which was the Harley Quinn um, 
statue. I do have the Joker as well, uh, which is really similar in terms of style, the base, etc., as um, Harley. So I've skipped ahead to the latest release in the line, which is Supergirl. And it was actually this piece when I saw this solicited that made me interested in this line because it is a you know, a very Bronze Age um, Supergirl. It's not you know the just the most modern uh, version, etc. And that was the first indication that we had in the early solicitations of this line that this really was going to be a um, you know a, a line that would have different eras, you know, different types of characters in it, etc. Rather than just the the same old same olds in their most modern costume, right? Um, so the the superpowers line is uh, I'm I'm not sure if there there would be one twelfth scale, um, or sorry, no one six scale, um, ish mm. DC uh, statues. Um, they are very reminiscent of Bowen scale. Um, to me, maybe a tiny okay. bit bigger um, than, than Bowen's, but kind of around that that size. And uh, as I mentioned when I reviewed the Harley Quinn one, this is not a Ben-friendly line because they're numbered. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this is um, – I'm at- I, I, yeah, <laughs> I like the packaging um, because it's got kind of a consistent feel to it. It shows things that are coming up on the in the line, but it is numbered, and Supergirl is number four. Now, Mr. Mixelplick is meant to be number three, and I haven't seen him out, so I'm not sure whether hmm. I've missed him or he just hasn't been released yet, etc. But anyway, already the number thing is you know completely thrown out. Um, but that is okay. Um, now, I always like to give credits when we um do this and i have a confusion because in the lead in the lead up to this having looked at you know this on the sideshow website and on the oh, and there is a, a photo album of uh, my pictures on our facebook page by the way having looked at the twitter head site and the sideshow site for this piece the sculpting credits are to jack matthews and then when I opened the box and I took a picture of the base, it says sculpted by Trevor Grove. Hmm. So something's wrong. I have a feeling like my, now I'm pretty sure this actually is a Jack Matthews sculpt. Um, uh, but, but having said that Trevor Grove is doing, you know, he is doing um, Twitter head pieces as well. He did all the, like he's, you know, mainly does, Monsters does um, NECA stuff, but he's done Monsters for Tweeterhead, and he did some of the Batman 66 stuff for Tweeterhead. Mm. But I think that these um, pieces are being done right now by Jack Matthews, and so that's whatever uh, the case that's a bit unfortunate if um, that has been mucked up on the base. So I will try and do a, you know, a follow-up and get some – uh, clarity about that, but Jack Matthews, who, you know, of course, did, um, uh, you know, some of the some of the um, early Adam Hughes cover girls. He does a lot of, yeah. um, yep. you know, bombshells. Uh, does the, the the ladies very well, and I do think that this looks more like a Jack Matthews sculpt to me. Um, so uh, time will tell. The I had I had a squeeze on both. 
Jack and Trevor's Facebook pages before recording and couldn't see this one on either. Thanks, guys. Really helpful. Um, and uh, But Jack is done the Donna Troy and the Catwoman that's coming up, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's very party. Well done, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is... Uh, These are not short pieces, the ones that have come out so far. Um, This one is 16 and a half inches um, high. So the uh, Harley is still the tallest at like around 18. Um, Joker is about this height as well. Um, And you're going to find these will stretch the height of your display space. And that's the one thing at the moment that I'm like, hmm, I really am looking forward to collecting lots of these, but I'm going to have to actually do some shelf restructuring mm, if i get mm. a number of these because these do not fit in the billies and the uh, my billy uh, bookcases that used to house my bowen collection um she, you know, <laughs> she's really place. pushing it isn't she i know in, in terms and, of height <laughs> yeah she is she's tall yeah she's tall so there was a sideshow or tw- sorry tweeter head exclusive version of this that came with a streaky um i'm well and truly over the streaky trope i don't kind of understand why King pride and lockheed well i yeah it's but i lockheed to me is more makes more sense than streaky to be honest like in terms of you're gonna do kitty um you know she particularly in her super plain outfit that they seem to have decided on which drives me crazy because i just love the shadow cat you know that blue costume um, then yeah, I can kind of see where they're like, oh well, we better throw a dragon in because this is pretty plain. But Supergirl's awesome, and she doesn't need her dated silly Supercat. Anyway, sorry, streaky <laughs> fans everywhere. But I've just got the standard, which doesn't have streaky, and that is fine with me. The box is pretty standard. Your typical styrofoam packaging, just two pieces: the base and the figure. The the figure has to be one of the most um, protected figures in terms of packaging she had <laughs> because to the point where it was a little bit of a fine motor skill challenge to get it undone because then I started to be worried that I was going to break something. Uh, but she had styrofoam inserts and paper wrapped around her and then plastic wrapped around that. And there were scissors involved and it was quite a process to get her unpacked, but the flowing cape and the space between would you know had the potential to be a, a break risk. So I appreciate the effort. And I also immediately realized that I could never move or sell her. Um because <laughs> she'll never be able to pack it up like that. I did have a moment where I want to say thank you to YouTube for uh, people that unbox things on youtube i actually find yeah, those videos listen. painful um but so useful when you're like how the heck do i either put this together or put this back in the box i've had more need of it for the second where i'm moving or selling something and for the life of me cannot fit the thing back in the that's where just being able to see it in situ if i haven't taken a photo at the time to be able to see it in situ when someone unpacks it is super helpful. In this instance, trying to work out the angle that her foot went in the base was actually um. quite challenging. And I could see that I, it wasn't 
you know, the kind of thing I could just kind of keep fiddling because I was going to start yeah. scraping paint. Yeah. So I managed to find one that showed the angle because she's in, you know, takeoff flying pose. Her She's got a very pointed toe on the right foot and the angle of how that slots into the clouds quite specific to uh, it didn't just kind of slot in easily and so you probably would have drilled the heck out of this thing um yeah but- my patience would have been uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> worn <laughs> but i did get there in the end so thank you very much youtube the this is a really beautifully sculpted piece i love this particular outfit this is the puffy sleeves um low cut top with the oh, what is there a term for the neck strap besides neck strap yeah yeah i don't know is it just a is it just choker necklace is oh choker yeah that's right the, the red choker thank you and this is b- being a big legion of superheroes fan and a big bronze age fan uh, i'm just a huge fan of this outfit it's it's fun she's got a beautiful smile on her face the uh, pose is powerful not just not just cutesy you know like uh, that that's something that i yeah. often yeah. find frustrating about female sculpts when you have super powerful characters like yes. supergirl that you know or black canary etc where they go for the cutesy or the sexy rather than the powerful and so this is cute but it's it is it's uh not diminishing her just because she's female in terms of her her power and i, I really like that the, the it's got quite a decent weight to it like there's no hollow base here that is for sure um and this was something that i was as i was trying to work out the angle that this peg was going to go in i'm thinking oh, man this is uh, going to be a bit precarious but once it is in properly in the right direction uh like you know i'm not going to give it the earthquake test but it's not gonna blow over in a gust of wind for sure which is good (laughs) she does have quite a bit of depth to her because the cape is billowing out and there's a decent amount of space between the body and the cape so from a depth perspective as well something just to watch out if you're going to pose her with other statues is that that is going to have a bit of a reach and it is cold cast porcelain. Um, there's not a lot of give in it, so I can you know, see uh, chip risks there. That that's often if I ever kind of break a statue, it's going to be something like that, where you're just trying to move it from here to there, and then you know, oh dang it! I've st- <laughs> thankfully I've never actually like broken, destroyed anything, but uh, you know, I have I have lost a finger occasionally. <laughs> Oops. Um, thank you, super glue. The 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 sculpt's work is beautiful. The uh, drapery in her outfit, her top, the billowing sleeves, the movement in her blouse because her torso is kind of twisted, the flow of her hair, etc. Really, really nicely done. The facial expression is just lovely. It's got that just kind of youthful joy that uh, I, I think is, it's not like a caricature, but it's not, um, 
it's not it's not a silly expression, yeah. but not yeah. not like a super serious one either. And yeah. the the life in her eyes, it's fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah. I, I think we s- often forget just how young Supergirl is generally portrayed. So mm-hmm. she just looks like a young, vivacious woman. Absolutely. She it it's just it's so it's just joyful. I really, really, really like it. The hair sculpt also is fantastic. It's got a really nice natural flow to it. I've seen photos of in hand versions of this before I got mine, and I thought all the faces to me have looked great, but it's again when you see it in person, there's just something about the the face sculpt that I really like. It's um it's beautifully, beautifully done. In terms of paint, we've got a, a really nice job, a really lovely combination of different types of paint to give it a bit of depth. So the boots have got more of a sheen on them to show that kind of leather feel, whereas the blouse is more matte um, and the it gives some nice depth to it as well. So the I, I can't find anything to complain about um, her. You know, we we used to get in trouble for just giving tens out of tens, but <laughs> I can't, I can't to... don't don't uh, yeah don't go upsetting anybody. The yeah, like I th- I I like it. It's ten out of ten. It's it's a great fun thing. I think that the this line is something that I am really excited about. There's characters like Martian Manhunter and Steppenwolf coming and people that things, and like this version of Supergirl where that's not something that you're going to get every day. And that is what appeals to me. Like I will happily buy the bigger name characters in this line to go along with these, to get that kind of universe um, piece. And I, uh, just hope that it continues. You know, the w- w- they certainly have been soliciting quite a bit of um, uh, product in this line. The Twitter head definitely, to me, is one of the big up and coming companies of the last few years in this yeah. space. I think that they have uh, picked up a little bit of space where Bowen was in terms of the scale, but they've got a really interesting. Uh, range of properties. They have got a number of different DC lines, both from television and comics, but then other properties like Monsters, Elvira, RuPaul, you know, etc. That are hmm. oh, what? <laughs> oh, maybe I'm. I'm just. I'm sorry. I just had a look at Mr. Mitzelplik. And then was like, oh, it says shipping December 2017. Did I just miss out on him completely? Wow. What? That can't be right. Anyway, the the uh, <laughs> this is why you shouldn't browse the internet while you're trying to do a review. <laughs> it's just it's just bad. Sorry, everyone. The I'm I'm love it. I'm so excited for this line uh, that I can't even be articulate about it. Hooray, toys! Excellent. Nice. Oh, sorry. Hmm. I did want to mention one thing too. Uh, the the S shield on her blouse is sculpted uh, oh. and, re- and then really beautifully painted. And she does have then just the yellow emblem on the cape as well, 
which I like. Hmm. Yeah. Good job. Well, nice. Nice. Yes. All right. Well, it's obviously ladies' night tonight. Mm-hmm. We are uh, going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with our discussion topic of the week. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might like a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. So, this is a review of a new line of DC action figures. Uh-huh. So if you know the podcast at all, you'll know. I just want to give a, a pre-emptory. This is DC Hittables slash DC Direct. So I want to give a pre-emptory raving and ranting warning because I, I don't have any particular ravings or rantings planned, but it's DC Hittables slash DC Direct. And so when it comes to action figures from them, I usually end up ranting in some way. And I just- <laughs> kind of say that up front um now we have we have actually already had dc essentials reviewed on the show because eddie reviewed batman 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 Batman. and your the summary of your thoughts after reviewing batman were that you weren't sure i was on the fence you're on the fence i i was very much more than any other figure i can think of uh reviewing at my time here at action figure blues i was on the fence i honestly couldn't tell you if i loved it or disliked it i was that just i i would hold the figure and look at it one way and be like oh i kind of like this and then i'd go to movies arm and then be like oh actually i don't like this um and yeah and even sometimes I, I have been in that state and then I've gone into the review and speaking about it, I sort of formulate and harden an opinion on if I'm going to really dislike it or if I, I do really like it. But even reviewing it and talking about it, I, I just found myself going back and forth and seesawing. So uh, naturally, I've gone and brought uh, two waves now to the counter to purchase. Uh, the... So we're reviewing Wave 2, which, for the record, is Superman, Brainiac, Aquaman, and Black Manta. Um, naturally, I, I didn't pull the plug on any of these until I saw Aquaman and Black Manta, and then I was like, oh, I've got to buy these now. <laughs> and now here we are. <laughs> yep. So will we start with packaging? Yep. I the- – yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, so it's um, universal uh, style packaging. They all come in the exact same style box, which is very similar to the box that the DC icons came in, that sort of white box, but uh, does have some 
blue or, you know, sort of varying colored. I've got the Superman, so I'm going to say blue, but uh, multicolored banners uh, that run around the sides, the 20 years of DC collectibles in gold, uh, and then uh, images and uh, text on the back. One thing that I actually really like about these boxes as opposed to the Icons boxes is that they open from the top and you just slide the tray out of the top. The side opening Icons boxes I always found a little bit kind of fiddly and annoying. Um, So I did actually find these easier to open. And I also like the fact that they've got pictures of the figures from the Wave on the inside. Um, the which you know is just kind of gives you a little bit of context of where they came from. Um, I also I was worried for a moment that they had dropped the sculpture credit because it wasn't where I'm used to it being on the the side of the boxes, but it is actually on the back at the bottom, and all four figures in this wave were sculpted by Paul Harding, hmm. who if you don't follow him on social media is a very enjoyable person to follow on social media because he really is passionate about and enjoys what he gets to do and shares nice things. Nice. Thanks, Paul. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. So I suggest that when we start talking about figures that we start with the, the man himself, the, the guy in the undies, uh, undie man. I mean, Superman. So these, these are seven inch scale which was never a thing. Um, <laughs> and the I'll, I'll try and do a really quickly summarized version of my tale of woe and betrayal of DC direct slash collectibles and action figures as quickly as possible. Uh, inconsistent scale and quality and style and lots of universe building lines started and stopped before they became universe building lines. And the way that I am repaying them for all of that is by buying another one. So ha to you. I hope you've learned your lesson. Wait, something's wrong there, but anyway. (laughs) So what are your feelings about the scale? Like, you know, I, I'm this the scale is where I had my biggest issue uh, with these. As we talked about, I did really like the icons line. Uh, I know they might have wanted to do a couple of different things with articulation, but all the articulation we've gotten on these essential figures you could have done at the smaller scale in icons, maybe just updated their articulation articulation slightly and kept the line running uh, that way while still getting these, you know, classic characters out again. I mean, Marvel Legends does do it, much to Ben's chagrin. They will Mm -hmm. release another Spider-Man with a slightly uh, different outfit. They could have released a Superman with a slightly different outfit or an Aquaman with a slightly different outfit and sort of kept that line pumping out so i i do still really struggle to understand why they felt the need to do a new line unless there's something behind the scenes that uh obviously as customers we're just not privy to maybe they found that icons Mm. sort of struggled to take off and 
Uh, they figured they were going to move more by having a new product on comic book store shelves than trying to keep moving the same icons brand. But uh, the scale scale's my least favorite thing here, sadly. And if you were going to change the scale, you know, it would have been great if they went the more uh, five to six inch range that uh, the best universe building uh, DC uh, toy line uh the dc uc used and that way collectors who still have a bunch of those could be like oh well this is the way the supplement collection or you know i can add to it or i can start with these guys and you know but my favorite character is captain adam so i can grab him and put him on the shelf with these guys I, i i don't understand the idea of trying to carve out a new corner for every single inch of a scale so I, I think that where the pushback um, has come from in here and why we've ended up with these in 7-inch scale is that the – I mean, if you go way back to the days of DC Direct, you know, et cetera, there was just no consistency. Like they said that they were 6-inch scale figures, but the, you really could be all over the place and um, it was hard to kind of get any sense of, yeah, these are a coherent – Line and, and I don't think that they thought that way either. They, every mm. wave was its own thing, really. Um, obviously, where DC Universe Classics, you know, hit was I mean that they had a fantastic buck with, you know, not over articulated but with you know really great articulation, um, and then applied it very consistently. Um, but the uh, the most recent successful line of action figures that DC Collectibles has had has been the New 52 line, which actually went for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And that was 7-inch scale. And so if we're looking at their more modern, you know, fan base people collecting now, you know, there were a lot of people that were happily collecting that line. And so for them, in the same way that we uh, were dismayed that DC icons were too small to scale with the DC Universe classics, the New 52 line, people were like, whoa, where'd my DC collectibles line go? How come these are so small? And so I think that is one reason why they've, you know, gone back to this seven inch line. Um, you know, I, I, I think it does actually make things a little bit more complicated in terms of, articulation and posing weight you know they're taller and so weight wise um the and i I always used to be amazed with the dc direct figures by the number that simply could not stand on their own and that you know you you just like you you had to use the base and you know there are a couple that even with a base they couldn't kind of stand up properly and you just think really did nobody you know test run these to go oh wait these are impossible to stand up on their own (laughs) Um, and uh, that certainly with these figures here is the case mine in general all have extremely loose ankle joints I don't know if you have Hmm. found that no mine uh, I just had Brainiac in my hands then he's pretty good Black Manta's pretty good I haven't really noticed any on uh, mine I, I have Loose joints. So I generally have more limp wrist loose joints on mine. 
Uh, Black Manta's got a bit of a loose one, and Batman in particular has a very loose one. Uh, Which is annoying, but doesn't affect standing up in the same way. Yeah. Like, you know, I I, uh, Black Manta has really hard to pose and keep standing. He's very top heavy. Um, I like, I, I have really struggled to actually get a pose where he will stand up properly. Um, and that, I think that's as much just the kind of weighting as it is the ankles. Um, but you're not having those issues. No. In, in fact, if you look at the photos that I put up on the AFB Facebook page, I managed to get my black banter in, you know, very different crouching yeah. and spread leg pose with swords out. And so, what are the what? Like, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna have to do some work on trying to tighten these ankle joints because a little the, bit of is it the floor polish trick? People always say I've never actually done it. I might have a, I might have a little ben. go at the freezer first. That's yeah. I always try the freezer as a starting point, um, just to see if I can. Solve it that way, but if not, I've also heard clear clear nail polish. Mm. But, um, Ben's always good; he knows all the tricks. Yeah. For- I'm scared to put nail polish on my toes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it could ruin them. People look at me funny in the supermarket. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I can I can get him into a pose where he can stand, but it's it's just like it's not easy, and I always find that irritating. Mm. Okay. So, okay, let's talk about Superman properly. Uh, head sculpt. I I like it. Yep. I do. The The only issue that I have with it, um, to start off with the negatives first, is he's got a weird sort of lump to the back of his hair where, um, you know, it sort of looks like he was dropped on the back of his head as a teenager. In- or as a baby. Infant, sorry. Um but apart from that, like front on, I really like the head sculpt. He's got a nice jaw, but it's not crazy prominent like can be overdone. Uh, he's got the nice jerry curl in yeah. there. The actual facial features are sort of actually soft and caring and thoughtful in expression. Yeah. I really like um, the way that's done. It's not him grimacing or looking stern. It looks like an actual... Superman pondering mm. uh, expression that I really like. And I do also like it in relation to his body uh, as well. It does seem to suit a style of Superman that I am preferential to. So I, I do like it. Uh, I, same. I like that it is not over muscular. Um, like, you know, sometimes Superman is just like so ripped and roided out and you know that's always bugged me partly because he you know his super strength is not from being thor you know not from being like yep. overly muscly it's from the sun and uh, um <clears throat> i've got one weird thing in mind though which is that my the his belt and uh like hip joint is wider in circumference, much wider than the torso joint that the torso that is attached to it, almost to the point where it looks like uh, someone glued the wrong top on on the wrong bottom because they're not meant to go together. <laughs> I can see that now. I do wonder 
maybe this comes from the fact that this was a late change to the figure. Uh, he was originally going to be um, a non-pants. Uh, no pants? No pants. Uh, design Superman with the like red uh, belt uh, that okay. ran around. Uh, and it did get changed very late in the game. In fact, you can still see remnants of it on the figure if yeah. you look at the cuffs uh, on his sleeves. They are the older uh, form of the costume from the early days of uh, Rebirth, uh, whereas, uh, yeah, with the uh, swapping over of Marvel's uh, biggest rider, Bendis, to DC, uh, he requested that if he was going to be riding Superman, he'd like Superman to have his red trunks back, and DC were like, yes. So Superman now has his red trunks back. And uh, they managed to make the change on the figure in time uh, for it to come out. So you will see, like, solicits of the figure uh, with the no red pants. It's why they're not really sculpted in any way. It's just kind of painted on. In particular, I've got one leg where you're sort of more noticeable than the other. But um, now I am glad they do. I do much prefer this version of Superman. Yeah. Uh, than Are you seeing that real gap, though, between if you look at the – from the front, if you look, you know, kind of fr- from him, like head top down, that I can like see really visibly quite a little shelf between, like that gap between. Like, do you mean as in air between his torso yeah, and the belt? Yeah, yeah, and but also no. that it's sticking out quite a bit. Like he could rest some crackers on there. Um, not, not. I've mainly got like. Maybe one millimeter, like just a tiny, tiny bit. Mine's not. It looks a bit kit bashed to me. Maybe I just, maybe I, maybe Gertie is assembling figures now. Yeah. They're like, okay, you obviously can't paint anything, so now yeah. just stick these together. And she's like, what is the top? What is I do know bottom? what you mean, but it is still just a little bit of the yellow of the belt that's sticking forward. It's only if I movies torso around that I can sort of see the like little red part underneath it there. Oh see I can I don't I don't have to move it to see it. I can see it even when he's facing the front. Maybe mine Hmm. Anyway, your mileage may vary obviously. Yeah. Um I agree I really like the head sculpt. I think it's a nice like neutral but not blank um expression. Uh hands wise he comes with a fist on the right arm and an outstretched hand on the left arm and unlike the icons which did were pretty heavy on accessories and swap out bits there are none nothing 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 and it is the big shame i think of uh these guys is that they are very much uh lacking in terms of accessories yeah yeah well i i really felt like you know once upon a time we we never had that I really sound like get off my lawn, you damn kids. Yeah. When all the action figures were in black and white, and I had to walk to the store in the snow barefoot. Um. The yeah, but now we are a bit spoiled, aren't we? But I, I when I saw that, I was like, oh, I might rather have, you know, both fists. And oh wait, there are no options there. Uh. So anything else about El Superman? 
I, I do love the choice in the sky blue that they went for the outfit. It's yep. very much the Christopher Reeve coloring and uh, that really pops, which for some reason on a lot of the figures, they tend to prefer the darker blue. Uh, but I love, love him in the sky blue with nice bright red and yellow chest symbol that really uh, jumps out. I am a little disappointed though. And I understand this might be the current styling, but I, I like it when he has the little yellow S shield on the back of his cape, uh, mm. which this one doesn't. But I do like the way they've sculpted the draping of the cape uh, on his back where he's got it sort of flung back over his shoulders. Um, uh, behind his shoulders, sorry, I should say. Um, and I, I do like that where Superman wears his cape that way. And it just kind of dangles over his back but not mm. over the shoulders themselves very good yeah but let's stick on the superman theme and move on to brainiac brainiac cullen yes I, I should actually say to retract what i said previously this is the one figure in my set that does not have loose ankles um mm. and he actually stands up relatively easily which is all i ask really <laughs> so where did this costume come from? This costume is very much from the Jeff Johns run on Action Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did they turned it into one of those DC animated movies called Brainiac Unbound, but I believe the original series was called Brainiac Lives, and the Jeff Johns retcon was that all the other Brainiacs that had come before. Uh, were sort of robot versions of this Brainiac, and he was the real Brainiac that was actually arriving uh, for the first time. So that robot in a brain version, the pink suit version, the Brainiac 13 from the Y2K that sort of looked more like a sentinel with tentacles, uh, all those were the consciousness of Brainiac, uh, but this was the actual being Brainiac. Uh, arriving through and it's a uh, weirdly controversial comic because they had Superman drinking a beer on one of the covers and they had to retcon it and change it to root beer because um, God forbid uh, Clark Kent have a beer Uh, (laughs) so that's that's kind of one of the big notorieties of uh, that issue and appearance and actually I do uh, like this outfit it's um, yeah kind of does seem like something a sci-fi guy would wear. It does also remind me a little bit of a biker's, uh, not a motorbiker's, but an actual like biker uh, riding their bike through the city would wear. And as someone who got sat behind a biker in uh, a very nice restaurant the other night where I was catching up with some friends and just got a wafting smell of BO from Oh, uh, this person in their compression suit had ridden around the city. It's, I do get that little bit of feeling sometimes as like not all bikers, but everyone knows one of those bikers <laughs> that's a bit of a know-it-all dick. Yep. So it yep. does suit Brainiac to wear that type of an outfit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do I do like this design. Well, I think we saw it once before with the new Krypton wave of DC effects. Uh, figures that came and went very quickly and then shot up uh, largely in price. So uh, it is good to get another chance to get him. 
I like this design because I think it is a nice mixture of different Brainiacs that, you know, it's it's got the Super Friends, like a bit of a Super Friends vibe to it with the um, stuff on his head, but then it's a bit more, you know, modern. Um, obviously, if you prefer your the the brain in a in a robot brainiac then you won't love this but um i i like this design i think it's really interesting actually the paint choices here because there's kind of a a, a lot of matte paint and then some little glossy highlights to it that make it interesting like it could have been a pretty you know there's not a lot sculpted on here and so it could have been a pretty like ho hum figure, but what they've done with the kind of adding texture through the paint choices, um, even the the shiny bits around some of the shapes on his chest, like I actually had to check to see whether they were sculpted on or not because there's a really gives it that kind of sense of depth. So I think they've actually done a really clever job in the the choice of paint and the different sheens in this. Yeah, and same with there's a little bit of black parts on his costume too that are also done with a more sheen paint than a matte paint, and it does help highlight certain areas of his body and make certain parts of the sculpt actually pop out um, a bit more. So it is really using paint to... Uh, balance out as you mentioned uh, literally the, the basic buck um you you don't get it much more than this guy and yeah. maybe flash um so it's it they have done well to make him still an interesting uh figure but i think this is one of the guys that you really feel the lack of accessories on um not having any capes or pieces he doesn't come with anything can uh, he he's the one that feels the toughest to spend the price check on, despite actually looking like a great figure um, himself. It's just, yeah, it, it feels the emptiest box. It, it is the kind of clearest one to really look at the standard articulation on because of that. And I, I guess for people that are wondering how this compares to icons or DC Universe classics. Are there any are there any real cuts that were missing? Uh, on icons, do you mean? No, or? Well, if we think about from icons, first of all, we we've got, you know, we still have a chest crunch, although yep. we, we still have bicep and wrist. Biceps double jointed elbows, knees, wrists, ball jointed ankles. Uh, oh, that's one thing we didn't mention on Superman um, is he's got a little bit extra of um, a swivel in his neck so he can look directly up, which is very nice um, for those flying poses. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. That is very nice. What about as compared to DC Universe Classics? Uh, yeah, no, this, these would still be more articulated yeah. as far as I could. Like I am, apart from figure arts and ones like that, I, I do think, uh, these guys are the most articulated, uh, DC figures we have really gotten, um, 
from a Western manufacturer, which is their plus. And it is something, I guess, DC collectibles are a bit new at. So there's obviously going to be a little bit of teething with things like the yeah. uh, ball-jointed ankles. But yeah. I, it is one thing I do like and commend them for trying on this is improving that side. Oh, definitely. And again, you know, going back to the DC Direct days, like ankle articulation was not a thing. Like it, it, it yeah. actually took quite a while to get articulated ankles in DC figures from them. And the, I, I think partly they were doing essentially custom sculpted figures and not using bucks um, until they got to things like the ill-fated history of the DC Universe line um, that had a lot of the same characters, actually, um, mm. in, in only four um, waves, as well as some you know oddball ones that would have been awesome if they'd kept going. But I think the, that buck they chose there was really over-muscular and um, you know, quite bulky and was not going to fly for a, 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 a line that people would want to keep coming to, whereas... I do think as a standard that, you know, this buck is really good. It's you're either going to love the scale yeah. or not. Yeah. The only thing on the buck uh, that gets to me, I mentioned this on the Batman one, but on uh, Brainiac, it's really prevalent is the forearm seems a bit extra extended. Mm. It just has that extra bit of length in it. And I don't know what it is about because it does seem – roughly in proportion to the rest of his body. But when you look at just the forearm by itself, yeah. uh, it's almost as if uh, maybe the double-jointed part uh, of the uh, arm is just a bit higher than, say, where it would normally be on a Marvel Legend. So maybe it's just an optical trick yeah. uh, that's getting me there. But I, I look at the forearms on all these guys, um, except for really Aquaman because it's broken up by the gloves. And I do feel like, oh, that just looks that extra bit too long, like just that tiny bit too long. Yeah. I don't love the double art, the the double jointed elbows. Actually, um, that that kind of cap piece on the back doesn't really bring me joy. Um, the nor the knee, the knee pad um, things. I I don't. I know this is kind of becoming a thing um, in a few lines, but I I don't I don't love them. That they're they're not very visually pleasing. I I don't mind them once you actually start using the articulation and uh, you're getting them in poses where the legs are completely bent up and uh, or the hands are you know pulling back for a punch or those ones. Then that does work well, and it is sculpted that the pieces do fit nicely into one another, so you're not getting that big air gap or looking awkward in any way uh, coming through. But, yeah, if you're just having them standing very neutrally, uh, they do tend to pop out a bit more then. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to Aquaman. Um, now, all if you heard all of the falling over action figure noises in Banter, that was Aquaman. Just, <gasps> I know. It's your boy. I know. Um, uh, can I just say up front, I love the sculpt of this figure. Uh, he is I fantastic. It. Yeah, I like. You know, I I 
uh, I know a little bit about Aquaman action figures, <laughs> <laughs> and this to me is I'm I'm gonna really need to get it up against a couple of my other ones to see whether or not this could actually become my favorite Aquaman. Um, because I I I love it. <laughs> also, I love it. I, I love the head sculpt, and I think Paul Harding has done a really good job here with sculpting facial features that you know they're not exaggerated they're not too stylistic but but they're also not blank and i think that that it's it's hard obviously at this tiny scale to um be able to kind of see that i think that he has just done an exceptional job with the head sculpts and i i love this aquaman head sculpt so yay um and i love the the scaled um and the material that they've chosen for, uh, sorry, the, the one that it's, I don't think this is, it's not paint. I think that actually this, um, chop piece is cast in that color. And the reason that I think that is because mine has got a little chip of paint out of his neck underneath his skin tone and underneath it is gold shiny. Um, so I think that the whole piece is sculpted in that material. And I think it works really well. Yeah, I think all his orange armor pieces are uh, in that. The only one I'm trying to work out is his forearms, whether they're green and then... Yeah, I do. Yeah. Are they? They look like separate pieces to me, actually, that have been cast in the green and then glued on. Maybe. Gurney, write and tell us, Gurney. But even then, I think there's there's might possibly be some sort of wash or something over because there's almost like this really light gold wash, particularly on his biceps. I'm getting in there, which but it just yeah, just really makes um, the scale armor really pop out. And one thing that I love speaking of the coloring is you know they've given him his gold uh, belts and a little bit of gold around the collar. And they haven't done the hair in the same matching yellow. It's like this beautiful uh, dried sand blonde um, with sort of these brownie blonde uh, eyebrows. And it just really works uh, for the character and really helps the gold pop a bit different and contrast and just... Yeah, just little things like that. It's just like, oh, that that's nice. That's a nice take. That's because ha- how many times have we gotten an Aquaman figure and it's you know yellow, yellow hair and yeah. yellow for the gold yeah. piece and yeah. you know it can work for a bit of a retro style, but this really makes him feel like a uh, yeah. a lived character. I, I actually, yeah, and I think that that's actually part of what really brings this, the head sculpt to life is the choice of paint on the hair. Um, because it's just got a lot of depth and life to it. Um, I really like it. Um, mine, as I may oh, as I may have mentioned, and he just knocked over my microphone, has got like super gummy angles. So uh, <coughs> ankles. So I'm going to have to work out how to fix this. I'm sure I'm going to end up owning more than one of these guys. So that's um, all right. And uh, I do also like in speaking of sculpting is that uh, being. Uh, the classic Aquaman suit design. He's got the fins on the back of his calves, but uh, I do like the smaller fins that Jason Fabok 
uh, gives him in the way he draws Aquaman and has been done in the design here that they're there. Um, they're still part of the costume, but they're not uh, overly bulky or in the way. Oh, that, we forgot to mention that these are based on designs by Jason Fabok. Um, so thank you for remembering. The, you know what else I really like about this figure is I like the trident a lot. And one of the reasons why I like the trident is that it is actually shorter than the normal trident that you get with an Aquaman figure. Um, but I, I actually think that as a – at first I was like, oh, it's short. And then I was like, actually, you know what? I think that as a weapon, that actually is a lot more practical, that I can actually see this being a useful weapon because it isn't like, you know, 10 feet tall. Mm. And it's not overly ornate at all. Like it actually is kind of a real trident with three prongs and, you know, it's not some crazy design with starfish drilled in and looping tentacle hands and all that stuff, which can look cool, but it it gets way too much uh, in the ornate than a practical weapon. Whereas this looks like it would uh, do some damage if it went into you. Yes. Yes. Anything else about Arthur? No, but uh, speaking of weapons, let's uh, segue into Black Manta. Yes. So, I I really like this guy. I'm, I'm uh, gonna... Yeah, I do too. I think sculpt sculpt wise, I think that this is really awesome. Um, and you know, while I have had some posing issues. I'll, I will get over them and work it out, and I actually think that this is a fantastic action figure. I think that uh, the Aquaman uh, pairing, uh, pretty out of all the both Wave 1 and Wave 2, where you've got, say, Batman and Deathstroke, uh, Flash and Reverse, Flash, Superman, Brainiac, and Aquaman, uh, Black Manta. Uh, Aquaman and Black Manta have stolen the show um, by, by a fair, fair lead. Uh, here because uh, I mean for a part you could say oh Black Manta is kind of simple because he's just got a fairly base uh, buck apart from uh, sort of the top part around his neck uh, his forearm the backpack and then the um, ginormous clam helmet Uh, but uh, it all comes together really well like the shininess of his black suit giving it that wetsuit appeal yeah. uh the sort of sleekness of his tech that runs through the way his swords intersect in his backpack um i didn't realize it was in there at first but the uh little hidden prong weapon that goes into the backpack it just really fantastic uh, i agree and I, I i love the sculpting detail um i love the design of the helmet I would say that I, I think that um, it's one of those artistic license things like a lot of Iron Man helmet sculpts where it's like, that looks really good, but actually a normal-sized human head couldn't fit in there. <laughs> and I do think that that could be the case with this as well um, because it's very compact. Um, and I think if you compared him you know, from the neck up height-wise to the other figures – he would have to have a very small head to actually fit his head in there with the size of his neck. Um, so I, I visually, I think it's great. 
you know, I, w- I just would give that little practical quibble. Um, but I love the con- the the jetpack. Oh, it's not a jetpack, but you know what I mean. Like the yeah, yeah he does have jetpack elements to it. They oh, they have done it in the books before, where he's coming out of the water and then getting a bit of a bigger jump boost from. I mean, I think it was actually in the new movie trailer. He's using it as a jetpack at one point, so yeah. it's fine. Um, and and I love the fact too that his um, weapon in the back of it comes out, like so you can um, use. He's got the his longer knives that he comes with, but his slightly more traditional weapon, the name of which I do not know, yeah. the, the Black Manta knife, um, actually is removable from the back of the jetpack too. Mm. And even just, I really like the way that they've sculpted the tubes so that they kind of come down over his shoulder but rest nicely on the blade handles when they're in the backpack but don't really get in the way of articulating his head in that at all despite how busy the back part of him is. Yep. Yep. Uh, I also like the red highlights on his neck piece. Um, That is a little bit different. Um, but I think it adds a little bit, and I think that they are really nicely done. Um, so yeah, I I I see again what you're saying about the length of the forearms. Um, they are long. Yeah, that there's something about them that just like proportion to the rest of the body. It's it's not horrible, but when you look at the forearms by itself, and it's a bit like that thing of wallpaper where you can have wallpaper perfectly fine but once you notice the spot where it overlays it's the only thing you can stare at and that's what i do keep doing uh with these figures is just staring at the forearms what is it about them that's making them appear so but yeah do you know one of my most uh traumatic childhood memories and this shows that i really had a pretty good childhood uh is of my parents hanging wallpaper <laughs> and just having the worst argument, um, you know, like, f- f- cause they were just so stressed out and it was in like a tiny space, like in a downstairs toilet, you know, kind of thing back in the day. Um, and there was this horrible, like seventies, uh, metallic wallpaper. And I just remember them getting so cross with each other and me as a kid, just being like, the world is over. Uh, and then um, I was back there last year, and it's still there, but it's been painted lime green. Mm. There you I, go. I just don't have words. Yeah, no words. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that I totally digress. But it's, whenever people say wallpaper, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor little Scotty. Uh, like I said, it shows that probably with wrong. his uh, Super Friends Aquaman figure in hand. No, no, that was oh. way before that, dude. Like <laughs> I was very young, <laughs> very, very young. <laughs> it was pre Super Friends, that's for sure. Cool. So, uh, so my verdict based on this is that I can see myself collecting and enjoying collecting this line. Again, you know, I'm a sucker for DC lines. I actually, because I saw your photos of this wave before I got mine, and I really, you you had done some great jobs with posing. So do have a look at our our Facebook page for Eddie's photo album of these guys. You actually, I could tell you had a bit of fun posing and photographing these guys. And 
Um, we we will get our first look at the female figures in Wave Three, where we get Batgirl and Harley Quinn. So mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see how they um, shape up. the The price point, you know, is steep. Yeah, I think for and this is yeah. this is something that I am going to have to see going forward because I've been lucky out of the eight figures we've got so far. I am yet to pay uh, full retail price here in Australia for them. I managed to, you know, get one with a broken box. I had uh, somewhere I had a mate working at behind the counter of a store and he um, gave me a bit of an assist. And um, this latest wave, uh, All-Star Comics were having their grand final 20% off everything sale. Uh, so I popped in and just scooped these guys all up at once, which was an, a fair nice because they're $40 regular retail here. So, you know, 20% off brought them to 32 each, which uh, is a bit of a difference when you're buying a whole wave. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen these so, yeah, at, at 45 at in some comic shops. Yeah, so at, at, at that sort of $30 mark, I'm okay, but... Yeah, I'll I'll be interested to see if I'm a completionist at the forty dollar mark. Hmm. And because I also haven't picked up, um, I'm assuming you haven't either, because neither of us have talked about it in acquisitions. But the uh, the Doomsday Clock ones, the Doomsday Clock ones. So they're the the Watchmen. Oh uh, yeah, Watchmen book. Yeah, I've seen those. I, I mean, like I, I'm going to try not to buy those just because I can't buy all the things. Um, but I think they look really nice. They do. It's just because they're coming out in the two packs, which is stupid because I'd probably buy uh, <laughs> most of them anyway. But I, I just feel like they started with the two least interesting characters of Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias uh, for the first set. Uh, but the ones I'm really interested in are, are Mime and Marionette, the new characters, because uh, they've been fantastic in the book and obviously being new characters we've never gotten them before um so they're the ones i kind of want and they've split even though they're a duo in the book they've split them up over two different sets so that's a bit of a like oh shame but i i am definitely going to be keeping my eye out for them so yeah i i you know am not really doing current comics so i feel like i can't comment on that but i have heard you say before that you really like those characters they're good. So for those that um, don't know, obviously Watchmen is based on the old uh, Charlton books and Night Owl is Blue Beetle and Rorschach is the question and so on. And so uh, Mime and Marionette are actually Punch and Judy, which were two of the main villains from the Charlton books. So uh, I, I thought they're quite clever uh, of Jeff Johns when he went back and uh, started doing some work on Watchmen is he actually added to the universe, but added uh, into it from a way that was a, a nice touch to how the original characters were created and sort of hmm. um, made expanded the universe, but uh, uh, did it in a way that felt natural too, uh, because obviously uh, writing a sequel to Watchmen uh, is going to be controversial and put all eyes on. So I, I think he's doing it quite smartly and it is, it's not finished yet, so I can't give a full, uh, idea, but uh, particularly with the latest issue, um, it's it's been really good and uh, worth checking out if you're interested in 
Well, I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't buy more things. <laughs> you already made me buy the X Men Grand. Is it Grand Designs or? No? Yeah, um, come on, that was good. Yeah, you like, and I, I have not been buying comics for ages, and um, the one into my my friends at Secret Headquarters. I've been buying Domino because I love Gail Simone mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to support you know that when it came out, but I'm actually really enjoying that yeah. uh, series. But that's the only comic I've been buying. I've been having that you know set aside for me. And then I went and I was like, so I'm looking for this Grand Design thing. They were like, aha, we've got this for you. It was great. Like, yeah. you know, behind the counter kind of thing. So cool. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So no more Eddie. Don't make me buy yeah. comics. That's um, that's wave two of DC Essentials. Mm. Definitely going to buy wave three. Well, it's that part of the show where we wrap up and say goodbye. And, uh, you know, if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions in the feedback section of future episodes, feel free to email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. Well, that's it, Mr. Scotty. We are done. Well, I do actually Uh-oh. have a tweet that <gasps> oh, uh, you yes. can also tweet at us at AFBlues. And I just want to give a shout out to Figure Fan Zero, who tweeted earlier this week. Lovely time out on the patio. Cool night with an H. Upman cigar, a glass of Maker's Mark, and catching up on some AF Blues podcasting. What esteemed company to be in. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, so well done. Well done. That sounds uh, quite appealing. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, thanks, everybody. It was super fun. Thanks to Eddie for discussing DC Essentials with me as well. And. I would really like the next wave, please. Mm. It's Indeed. been delayed. Yep. Yep. We might even talk about some Marvel Legends soon. Wow. Let's do yeah. it. But Very not good. now. I'm tired. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. <laughs> See you next time. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.